Running back, quarterback, number 19. All right, Browns. Did he ever quit the show? All right. Oh, right. Oh, you can throw. I'm your host, Brian Costco, here on AquaBearLegion.com. Joined by the whole crew again this week. We're all back home. Bringing it all back home. Right to you through the internet, Dave. Brian Weeby. Hey. Chris Poland. Slap it, slap it, wait, wait! And <laughs> I'm so tired from all of the working out, I'm going to complain about this fun thing, Ian Wolf. I, well, I mean, your words calling it a fun thing. It is a fun thing. And all of you out there, thanks for joining us. Probably three of you, at least this early in the episode, I feel confident saying that. The Browns lose in a way that only the Browns can to the Chargers, 30-27. to 27. Technically losing on a field goal at the end in which uh, um, Tremont Williams was called off sides, but honestly lost probably four or five times before that. That really, Honestly, you know, some guy going off sides to try to block a fucking kick as a last-ditch effort, I mean, whatever. It was not that. that I... Was he so he went offsides? He wasn't lined up offsides. I didn't get to see because the city. Either had, way, they had a quote unquote planned power outage for my neighborhood on a Sunday. Yeah, they didn't show it on any of the regular TV down here, even though it was a four o'clock game either. So yeah, stupid NFL rules. Not but I mean, honestly, it wasn't that. The fact that right before that, the defense gave up forty yards in like negative five seconds probably had something to do with it too. Yeah. The defense uh, is made out of Swiss. Terrible. Honestly, the offense didn't look that bad. It was the defense, and I sort of almost felt that way for the second week in a row. But the defense looked like like a high school defense or something. It was not even mildly close to anything. Not bad. Really bad, especially the secondary. Um, they were missing Joe Hayden, and Tashawn Gibson was gimpy to begin with, and then got hurt. So there wasn't a lot there anyway. And K1 Ancient Green Williams out as well. Green, I get that. Did you get that? You've been eating quinoa now that you've been going to the gym? Every day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Nothing but quinoa. I was sort of struck for the first time this season watching this week that, uh, you know, if Josh Gordon was allowed to play football, this offense would be pretty nasty, probably. Yeah, I think they'd be have more wins, for sure. Yeah. But he... I thought about that, too, especially at one point one of the announcers referenced all of the little, fast Browns receivers, and I was like, man, we just need a big, fucking fast guy. We got a big, slow guy. We do have a big, slow guy. Are you talking about Gary Barnage or Dwayne Bowe? Uh, both. <laughs> At least for Gary Barnage, it's expected, given the position. Gary Barnage is a fucking one-man wrecking crew. <laughs> yeah, he's been playing really well, I think. So, Didn't we'll know he had it in him. Yeah, I don't think Gary did. I don't think anybody did. Uh, Gary's mom probably not even thinking that he had it in him. 
Mrs. Barnage, we'd love to have you on the show. Barnage so, can do spirit. D sucks. We talked about that. We'll probably talk about it a bit more throughout the episode. Josh McCown, who I labeled in our pre-talk the greatest Browns quarterback ever. <laughs> 30 and 32 for 41, 356 yards, two touchdowns, 119.1 rating. I agree, obviously, still does not inspire any sort of like excitement, but that's a pretty awesome game. He threw for over 300 last week, but nothing. He made some plays, too. Like There was ones where he seems to be much better at the weed and flip than Brandon Weed himself. <laughs> Who's starting every week right now, guys. Yeah. And honestly, he doesn't look as bad as I remember him being. Yeah, Browns, yeah, Browns have that. They do that to people. It's like looking at stuff through shitty sunglasses. I mean, I don't think he's good or anything, but uh, I don't know. He's not getting just like completely uh, annihilated repeatedly. Running backs also look good. Duke Johnson Jr., my man. Mm-hmm. DJ Day. Nine catches for that guy. And that sweet over-the-back touchdown. Yeah. And the offense had like 430 total yards. You know. Pretty good for the Browns. That doesn't happen. I also read that both running backs were over 100 yards. Um, not nice. rushing, but, uh, you know, from oh. scrimmage. And that hasn't happened in a long, long time for the Browns. 18-52. Problem again, defense gave up 438 yards against... The, what the Chargers were missing three of their starting offensive linemen, two of their starting receivers. Yeah, they were just dropping dudes later in the game. I mean, like, one of those touchdowns towards the end came to, like, a third-string tight end or some shit for the Chargers. He was, like, lining up as a receiver, I think. Ugh. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what worries me is, like, it's kind of weird. I honestly do believe that pretty much – with the exception of the first game, I feel like the Browns' offense has overachieved the last three games. But do you feel like the defense is underachieved, or do you think the defense is playing about their level? Well, well I the- think for their salaries, which I brought up in the uh, broken bandwagon last week, the Cleveland Browns' defense is the highest-paid defense in the NFL. So you have to say underachieved in that, right? Yeah, when they're the worst defense in the NFL, I believe, right? It's I think they're 31st in multiple categories. So, so I mean, that's the thing. I think it has to do also with the prism of how you're looking at it. Like, I felt like a lot of the talk about how the D was going to carry them was pretty overrated, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought they've had some interesting guys, but, like, when you're that bad against the run the year before... Well, yeah, there's all, all that talk, like, oh, you know, last year the Browns were whatever against the pass. Well, it's because nobody had to fucking pass on him. They could just run. No, just run the ball. Yeah, and I mean, your secondary after Hayden. I mean, Tremont Williams was not a bad pickup, honestly. The Browns, he's like a better version of the player the Browns normally get in that scenario. You know, they usually get like an older, shittier cornerback. Like, and I know he had a bad call, obviously, at the end of the game last week. I thought he's been doing a pretty good job. Even Desir looked all right, but you can't, in this last game, you can't ask somebody like that, a fourth-round you know, second-year player, to be like leading your secondary yeah, I think he's going to be good, though. I think he he made a lot of plays, at least early in the game. Uh, Safety. I don't know. Like, there's, you know, I, I think the, it's just bad all around. You know, they're not, ta- I feel like the run, you've got to look at the linebackers. They should be, you know, filling the holes and stopping the running backs. <laughs> That's their that job. Not, I the mean, defensive not- line should be pressuring the quarterback. 
they had missing three linemen and they couldn't do that. And then it's ridiculous. You know, and then the week before Joe Hayden got schooled, you know, like I think he By sat out this week because his butt still hurt. Butt hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he had a bum foot. Probably had a bum foot. <laughs> yeah. So Ian, I don't know if you got the stats open there. I did note that we had twelve penalties, obviously a few of them really terrible, but I don't know if you have a yardage total for how twelve many. penalties for ninety one yards. Yeah, and those were, like, normally that wasn't even that bad. I bet you they had a, one of those other games that was higher than 91 yards, but, like, it's more the number there. You know, it was a lot of just really stupid shit. You did, turn, last... at me, you did turn at me at one point and go, yeah, it is first and 30. Yeah, it was first mm-hmm. and 30. <laughs> you know, and I think McCown might have even picked it up on that series. I mean, that's the stuff that kind of made me feel a bit better about him. It's really weird to me that we're 1-3 and three right now, and the thing I'm least worried about is the quarterback position. Not even just McCown, but Manziel, too. I'd be fine with either one of them. We're stacked. (laughs) (laughs) I also, as a junior QB, or sorry, junior stats analyst, uh, 32nd ranked defense, the absolute worst. God! Backup players, like Ian said, you're giving up 30 points to what isn't a high-powered Chargers offense anyway that's mostly playing with backups and no line. Come on. Come on. Come on! Playoffs! I also think the Browns and their uh, reputation, their defense, they've overpaid for mediocre talent. Yeah, and drafted terribly, dude, again. Barkevius Mingo sucks. <laughs> Dustin Gilbert yeah. sucks. Those are two top ten picks. They fucking blew. At least Gilbert's returning kicks now. Right? Some return on investment. Running like his chaw down a middle-aged man's window. Slowly. Breaking news. Breaking news. The NFL is looking into Joe Hayden not playing on Sunday. What are they looking into it for? Because apparently he was listed on the injury report as probable. Which is, you know, an NFL talk means, yeah, they're playing. And then uh, I guess he just, Joe Hayden made the decision that he couldn't play late in the game, and they scratched him. Ooh. Didn't Peyton Hillis do that when he, like, told everybody he had, like, strep throat or something? Yeah, that's a bitch. A giant bitch. <laughs> I saw a, uh, they did, like, a character profile thing on him on some sports website recently. I read it. Yeah. He's still talking shit about the Browns. Yeah. He seems Fuck. like a dummy. Fuck Peyton Hillis. That's our <laughs> position. Steve Tasker has uh, led the parade of the dummy white men that announced our game this week. <laughs> Steve Berline there, too. We just get the worst announcers. I guess I did, they, for some reason these guys didn't bother me as bad as some people have. Really? I, didn't, I mean, I, of course, I didn't enjoy it or like it, but... Uh, I thought maybe we might have got, like, a slightly better team just because even if it's a crappy game, like, San Diego's probably a good place to go, right? And it's uh, three... I bet people... Better people do the later time slots, too, you know? Because there's more... The night before. No, I mean, I think if you're, like, the 3 o'clock game or 4 o'clock game, depending on wherever you live... Uh, you know, there's more guarantee of an audience for that, I think. So there'd probably sense. be better announcers than, like, the Browns at 12 o'clock when there's, you know, nine other games more likely to be shown. 
That's my theory. <laughs> it's not a bad theory. Finally, a uh, quote from Patton uh, I got from his press conference. Quote, it can't be more disappointing. <laughs> my immediate reaction is, well, I bet it could be. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I don't... Uh... Still don't really feel one way or another about Petten. I mean, I've always kind of liked his demeanor, but then I was sort of struck this way that, like, you know, the they do something stupid, like have, you know, 12 men on the field or, you know, some... And he'd look around like, you are you kidding me? You know, like, <laughs> you know, like really? That happened again? Shit, you know. But I don't... That seems like a, a reaction that doesn't bring into account his accountability. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seem to want to be accountable. Here's here's a thought. Should the head coach open his mouth and talk during a game? Because he doesn't <laughs> seem to ever do that. Uh, at least, I mean, Pat Shermer made an effort. He's probably just asking people what was going on. But he <laughs> In all seriousness, I completely forgot about Pat Shermer for a while. <laughs> Shermer murmurs, bro. That's two coaches ago. It seems like he was just around. Was it Mangini in between? Or was that... No, no Chud. 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 Right, Chud. Season of Chud. I thought it was <laughs> After Sherman? Jesus Christ, this um, is the saddest conversation. I wonder how many of them they're still paying to. Most of them. Yeah, it was definitely still... I it, no, it was Shermer, Chud, and now Petten. Boy. Boy, oh well, boy. Well, we're going to deal... We'll deal with this, you know, the way any mature adult fan base... <laughs> you know, we're going to go directly into this segment where we make fun of the other team. We've got nothing else really to give. Yep. Fuck the Chargers. So right off the bat, do we have theme music for that, Ian, or no? We just did Fuck the Chargers! <laughs> so right off the bat, Danny Woodhead looks like a sketchy NMF volunteer. <laughs> looking him up. He looks like he'd be wearing a puka shell necklace and wearing some fucking drug rug. Drunk, drunk driving a golf cart that he stole. Through drunk driving a golf cart that he stole, and he's like on shift. He's like supposed to be zero waste. Also, twerpy coaches, as noted especially by Sherry Oliver during the game. I believe at one point I told Chris Poland, who I watched the game with Sunday, if you told somebody to just draw a picture of a white person, it would look like that guy. And if you did <laughs> it, it would look like Josh McCown. <laughs> Brian, do you have anything? Oh, go ahead. I thought Josh McCown was white guy football player. White guy football player. Draw a white guy football player with a giant chin. Yeah, uh, I said it last week on Broken Bandwagon, but I just I've always hated Philip Rivers. I don't know. Yeah, let's hear about anything else. Anything in particular? He just seems like like one of those bitchy baby quarterbacks. Like he's got that like. It's never his fault, you know. It's always, you know, he throws the ball to no man's land, and he's like, you ran the wrong way, you know. <laughs> like, I don't know. And then, of he course, he's good fast. enough, and he's also just like, you know, women, I don't know. He's, like, attractive in a way I find just really repellent. I don't know why. <laughs> Sherry said his face looked puffy. And he's got the southern twang, you know. I just, I'm sure he was a bully. He just seems like a dick. The southern all around. Face. Caught, caught a lot of guys gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he totally does seem like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you lost 
noted by Chris, I believe, actually, during the game, when abbreviated, his name is P. Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's probably was part of his problem, that he really like felt the need to c- compensate for that. That terrible name, P. Rivers. Wait, I, have a, I have a really terrible joke. I feel so proud and ashamed. Did, I thought that the Chargers didn't have cheerleaders at the game, but it just turned out it was all the girls that Manti Teo claimed to have dated. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, brought, I brought that up a few times during the game. A few times. About 12. Yeah, the fact that he's able to uh, walk around in public after all that is just tip of the hat, sir. <laughs> Oh, boy. He makes Uh, enough money to not care. I've noted that their fans looked pretty fucking terrible physically. Hmm. (laughs) Based on one really unattractive... As a Browns fan, tread lightly here, buddy. (laughs) I know. Well, you'd expect more out of San Diego as a Browns fan. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland fans look like Cleveland fans. Yeah, exactly what you would expect them to look like. In fact, you might even think they look better once you're there. You're like, oh, man, I thought it would be even more of a shit show. Oh, he's he's Cleveland hot. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, San Diego. Come on, let's work a little harder at that, okay? Funny names on the Chargers roster. The best name ever is King Dunlap, who apparently... That's that's my favorite, too. Wasn't he in the bottle surfers? I think so. <laughs> As a dumb joke, too. Any other any other particular favorites? I would also like to point out that King Dunlap is 6'9", 330. Damn! Uh, that is a, that's a King Dunlap. Fuck you up. And I, I don't think he played, so that was, you know... You thanks, know, King, for not laying it on too hard. You know who else looks like a total fucking dickweed, too? You should look him up. <laughs> Is Eric Weddle their fucking shit face? <laughs> he, he totally looks like every like worst combination of like a fucking hipster lumberjack bro. You know, like he's got the undercut and he's just like a fucking dickhead. Because like, he's like a football player jock dude, he probably has that terrible. Like I'm sure, like you just want him to shut the fuck up all the time when you're around him. He probably follows uh, Dan Bilzerian on Instagram. That's who he kind of reminds me of. Mm. That's a guys, good one. Do you I don't guys wanna... have uh, the rosters charger or the Chargers roster up? Yeah, yeah. Look at Brock Hecking. <laughs> he looks awesome. Brock Hecking. Yeah. How do you spell Hecking? H a k k i n g. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, yeah, boy! Hey. Wow! He looks like Brian Bosworth. See, it was totally worth it. Wow! That's incredible. <laughs> I've never been so amazed by a haircut in my life. That is a haircut, man. Chichiaraguzo. That like that like facial features to face ratio is way out of whack. <laughs> also. Not Rock hacking, you should be a wrestler. Not to be racist, but did anybody <laughs> else think Johnny, Trout, Johnny Troutman was going to be a white man? <laughs> I expect him to be a big hillbilly. Man, I, don't, good. I don't want to pile on, but Woodhead. Danny Woodhead. <laughs> Up with my man Damien Square. 
Danny Woodhead is like the the uh, uh, nom de plume, I guess, of the guy that wrote Backdoor Boys Four. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read the first three? Yeah. Well, yeah. Kellen Clemens is their backup quarterback. Wow. All right. What Mike about Tyreek Burwell? Joe Barksdale. He sounds like a um. What's the name of that cartoon? Crankshaft? Yeah. Rock Hacking's hair. Wow. Speaking of names we had some fun with, let's talk about Dwayne Bowe. Yeah, news and notes for this week, the stuff we wanted to touch on but probably don't want to talk about too much. Dwayne Bowe Connection. You see him <laughs> drop that pass? Sure did. Nine million people. Nine million? That's how much we're paying him. Dollars, Chris. American. For the guaranteed. season? I think it's for two years, but it's guaranteed. Guaranteed. Like they could cut him tomorrow. We've already given him that money. Ray Farmer should be suspended for that. You know, he should just get fired anyway. He's yeah, sad. this roster's awful. I mean, like you were almost to the point where you want to say, let's blow it up. But what the fuck do they have to blow up? There's nothing to blow up, which is amazing that they've played this well on the offense. How put together that team is. But... I mean, bear in mind, John one and three against what a lot of people thought was the easiest part of the schedule. Yeah. Well, but then it's the NFL. It should always change. I mean, we're in the same record as the Ravens going into this week. I would have never thought that. Mm. I think they can seriously, all joking aside, I think they can win next week. What if Joe Hayden's actually really bad? He's just super nice to everybody. He does look like a nice guy, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he's, he's just probably bad. super, <laughs> super nice, and they're like, ah, Joe Hayden, he's the best. And he then wear everybody is like, at football, right? You mean at football? And they're like, no, not at football, just being nice. <laughs> I can wear weird pants, and no one will ever say anything to me. And here's what I don't understand. It's kind of similar things. Everybody knows Joe Thomas is great. Everybody has great things to say about Alex Mack. Apparently Joel Batonio is something else. Why is it so difficult for this team to run the football behind three apparently amazing offensive linemen and mm. two serviceable ones? Yeah. I mean, do we know they're actually good? I know. I, I, I have had that thought many times this season, like, wait a second. Why is the, like, offensive skill players, where it seemed like we didn't have that much going for us, actually keeping it together? And everybody else that we thought was good is really just not. That left side of that line should be badass. You should be able to send whoever that way, right? Come on. All right. They're, they're just nice guys. Nice guys. Joe Thomas seems like a nice guy, too. He's going fishing with his dad. Mm-hmm. Football? Well, I'm no good at that. <laughs> but that, I can help you move next Saturday. I'm free. That would be great, given that I am moving soon. So, Joe Thomas, get at me. JT, hit my man up. You're probably gym partners. He'll bench you. What if all the Pro Bowls for the Browns are just uh, uh, misnomers and they're just professional bowlers? <laughs> or <laughs> it's like a complicated error. Like they met a different Thomas that played for another team. Mm. First name? Yes. Thomas Joseph. Yeah. yeah. I bet you Alex Mack can bowl, though. Yeah. Dwayne Bowe, I don't know what's going on there, though. I was shocked when he when I looked up and he was in the game dropping a ball. Just like that route he ran was 
when they showed the replays, he's slow. He doesn't cut well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I didn't cut him and he looked big. And he he looked, looked real big, didn't he? Yeah, I he thought he looked King really Dublin. Yeah, I don't know. Dwayne Slow and Dwayne Blows were two names he was called in our text message thread. Take that, Dwayne Bow. And how about Dwayne Bowles? <laughs> Old Dwayne Bowles. Been smoking anyway. the bowls. Austin Davis, the Browns' new third quarterback, signed to a contract extension. I'm not sure by who, because again, Ray Farmer is suspended. Yeah. But what do you guys think about the fact that we gave our third string quarterback, who nobody even had on their team a few weeks ago, an extension, even though he hasn't played? I'm fine with it. I don't. I mean, here's what I was actually thinking: is you know. McCown's played pretty well. Right. When's the trade deadline? Week six? <laughs> Maybe one of the really. teams loses their quarterback, and you, know, you flip them for like a fourth or fifth round pick. Why the fuck not? Exactly. Austin Davis is start for my team. You know he's going to by week 11. <laughs> question, everybody. Yeah. one p polling question. What week will we see Austin Davis start, Ian? We put money on this? I got five bucks on it. Let's put five bucks. The winner will get $20. All right. I want to say, what is this, week four? Let me look at the bye week real quick so I don't say something stupid. Yeah, let me know what that is, too. Brian, do you have a pick? I'm going to go uh, week 17. Okay. Week 11 is the bye. Okay. Chris? 13. 13 for Chris, 17 for Weeby. Ian? 15. 15 for Ian. You know what? I'm going to go. You said the buy was 11? Yeah. I will say week 10. Mm. At Pittsburgh. All good choices, guys. They all could happen. <laughs> he started yeah. some games to the Rams last year. I was going to say, you know, it's it's not much money. I think it's like a guaranteed like under a million dollars for two years. And I, I mean, not that much money in football terms. You know, I mean, we gave sure. Dwayne Bowe nine million dollars to eat like extra pizza. <laughs> the pizza bonus. <laughs> um, they're like, look, here. No one finished this from the cafeteria, Dwayne Bowe. He's like, just leave it by the tub. <laughs> he's like already eating like a a Cornish game head. <laughs> Killing him. He got all the jets on full blast, tickling his legs. Good God. <laughs> that guy did not look ready. Like, when they threw him that football on Sunday, it looked like he was like, football, what the fuck? And it just hit him in the chest. Like, <laughs> I thought I was a car mechanic. Well, uh, I yeah, I mean, we're not even talking. Didn't Brian Hartline go down? Oh, did anybody God. care if he got up? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't part of you like, why did we get rid of Terrell Pryor and keep these two guys? Yeah. God. But, okay, here's the question, because we brought up, you know, I think trading Josh McCown's not a bad idea if he's doing all right. Let's do which it. Which is, is crazy to say, but I don't, you know, here's my question is like, typically as a Browns fan, you're like, if we could just get a quarterback, we'd be okay. Right. right? And now... And I'm. We looked at the uh, game. You know the schedule. Excuse me. Words escaping. Uh, and this was the easiest part of it all season. 
So let's say this is the year the Browns are like 1-15, guaranteed number one pick, yeah. but we've got a decent veteran quarterback and a guy in the ranks learning the, the <laughs> thing, you know, like what do you do at number one? <laughs> do you pick like a Joe Thomas again or something? Or like, I don't know, it just seems like the, that thought that I've kind of held on to for a while is like, man, if they just got a quarterback, it'd be all right. Now seems like completely wrong. Like they need everything else now. Right, and this quarterback situation that they have, you don't know how long that's going to be good for. True, exactly. <laughs> Probably next week it won't be any good. <laughs> yeah. Because Josh McCown's not that good. That was not – my statement earlier about him being the best quarterback in Browns history is not based on him being any good. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. But those are two really good games, which makes me even more convinced that he's not going to have two games like that again. Mm. Well – yeah. Austin Davis. Week 10, baby. Woo! Got 20 bucks We're going right to take it. What? 20 bucks riding on this. It's pretty good money, actually. Closest without going over. We'll do a should, price. Should we take another bet as to when Thad Lewis will start this season? <laughs> Even though he's not currently on the roster. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be some, like, that's the that's the billion-dollar bet. All right. You know, you know what we do there? That is the free bet added on to the other one in case we need a tiebreaker. Do you think that Lewis will start? Yes. <laughs> and I don't think it should be which week, because that definitely will be like a late season thing unless everybody gets hurt, you know. Sure. They'll be like, who else can we bring back that played last year? Rex Grossman? Oh, really? Yeah, he was on the roster roster for a little bit, or they tried him out midway through or towards the end, I should say. Yeah, there was also a really embarrassing story at one point where he literally, an article came out that was like, Rex Grossman says, I don't want want to play for the Browns. (laughs) They came back to him in like week 10 last year when everyone was getting hurt, and they were like, hey, what do you think? And he's like, no, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm grilling. I have been, you know, really into some books lately. I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. We're gonna take you to break. Come back. We'll talk. We'll do a new segment about the have you guys pick between good, bad, and ugly. Uh, we'll talk about our other teams where there is slightly less hope and sometimes even less. Tweet of the week. We'll talk about the Ravens and a whole bunch more. Are we going to a broken bandwagon? Or are we going to something else? Yeah, probably something else. Yeah, we'll do something else here. I maybe uh, you know who knows. Could be Ernest Biner. Six B's and a P. Woo! 27,000 Hardy fans in Yankee Stadium peer through the gloom as the Giants battle the Cleveland Browns and the weather to overcome a seven-point deficit. Frank Gifford picks up yardage, most of it sideways. Rain notwithstanding, the pass is quick. Connerly connects with Rote for a first down, just shy of the goal. The Giants could clinch the division crown by winning, so they're sure trying. Connerly passes to Gifford, and the Giants go on to tie it up. But then the Browns bust things wide open with O'Connell throwing strikes. This long one Brewster completes for 32 yards. When O'Connell can't spot a receiver, and who's to blame him, he keeps it and sloshes through the mud. That's really pouring it on. Wet ball and all, another O'Connell pass clicks. Morrison snags it and plunges into payoff territory. 
And then it's snow. Rain and now snow, and the Giants are snowed under. The Browns plus the weather are real spoilers today. And Giant hopes for a title will just have to wait. Hi, this is Ernest Viner, former Browns player. You're listening to Six B's and a P on AquaBearLegion.com. All right, we back. <laughs> Indeed. We Six are B's. back. It's AquaBearLegion.com. Weeby, Ian, Chris. All guests via the Pierogi Mountain Fresh Take Hotline. By the time you hear this, Pierogi Mountain Pierogi Fest probably already happened. And it would have been glorious. You missed it. Or maybe you didn't. I don't really know. We're going to talk about the Browns a little bit more. Dave, we hope you're still with us after the break. <laughs> we hope you're still with us in general. Is he not? Well, I mean, if he died. We have a brand new segment. I picked this one up from some sports talk I've been listening to lately. They like to do a fact or fiction or true or false. But we're going to call ours Good, Bad, and Ugly. All right. You got any theme music for that? No. Perfect. I'm going to ask each of you guys a question. Some of them are in the outline. I want you to tell me like what your outlook is on this, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Brian Weeby, Josh McCown as a starter. Going with ugly. <laughs> Ian Wolf. Ah, I'll just go bad. Chris Bowen. Uh, bad. All right. Next question. So, not feeling so great about Josh McCown. I agree. Let's flip him for a fifth rounder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, the combination of Duke Johnson and the Crow in the backfield. I'm gonna send this one just to Chris Poland. I like this one. Duke and Crow connection. Crow hasn't been great, I feel like, this season, but Duke showed signs of life yesterday. I think there's potential. So you're saying good? I'm saying good. All right. Brian Weeby, what do you feel about the Browns wide receivers? Hmm. I'm going to go with ugly again. I mean, I think... Yeah. They're doing good, you know. I like them, but they're, you know, like I said earlier, I'll just go back to what I said earlier. Of, uh, I'd like them a lot more if uh, you could smoke weed and play football. Yeah, Josh Gordon would be with us. And maybe that one dude from a few seasons ago who went oh. totally bonkers as oh, well. Lon <laughs> Bass. Yes, that's it. I never happened to that guy. I don't know. Ian. Varnage as a solid tight end option. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. Is that an option? Fine. Five's an option. <laughs> I think Fox should be in as an option. Yeah, he's fine. Okay, this Perfect. one for everybody. Let's start with Brian Weeby. Do you see Petten coaching in 2016? Uh, is this good, bad, ugly, or do I think he'll be here? Three yes or no on this one. Oof, I think probably not. Chris? So, wait, how is the good, bad, and ugly now yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he'll still be here. I mean, I don't know if he should or not, but I think he will. Hmm. Ian? 
Uh, probably not. I don't know. Two years is about as long as we can put up with some horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to good, bad, and ugly. Brian Weeby, Johnny Manziel is a starter at some point. I don't know. It just—it's all ugly at this point. Is that'll probably be my go-to. Ian Wolf, Tra—or I'm not Ian Wolf. Chris Poland, Travis Coons. Good, bad, or ugly? Good. <laughs> That's enthusiastic. Yeah, I mean, he might be our. I think he's a—he's a possible candidate for best player on the Browns too. Would be if it weren't for our bomb-ass punter. Oh yeah, my man. What's his name? Lee. Say Luigi. Yep, it's Lee. Andy, Lee. Lee, Lee, Andy Lee. Andy Lee. Andy Lee. Is he Australian? Andy Lloyd. <laughs> I came to the new stadium in the kangaroo. I did. <laughs> Was it a dangle? Ain't a baby? A wallaby done came up and stole me pants. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, woof, good, bad, and ugly. I got a few more here. Uh, Reds and Indians in 2016. Uh, Indians probably good, Reds ugly. Alright. Browns new uniforms, everybody. Chris? Ugly, I'm not a big fan. Weeby? I'm going to go with ugly, too. Not ugly going around. Ian? Uh, I'll say the colors I'm on board with, but the design is god-awful. Right. We okay. also have mentioned in here. I heard Ian that you cooked your. Did you cook your lady dinner instead of going to the podcast? Uh, it was one of the things I had to do was eat a meal, so I made food for us. I think that's very good. It's nice. Someone else put it in here as beef, but I was impressed with your. Uh, what do they call that? Manhood. Yes. Well, <laughs> what did you make? I made a spinach and potato curry. Hmm. Hey, I'm uh, cooking with Ian. I'll teach everybody, so make sure you tune in next week. What is it? Cooking with Ian? Yeah. Cutthroat Ian. Yeah, it's where I tell you where I make all my keto uh, recipes for my gym friends. Keto? Keto. My keto diet. So that I can get full, bro. Keto is the capital of Ecuador, isn't it? What? Stats, look it up. Football stats, not world stats. <laughs> what? Why were you saying your keto diet? Keto, it's a some. Never mind, it's a dumb diet that people do. Is All it right, a supplement, bro? Are up. you taking your supplements, bro? Uh, you know, damn. My protein shakes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course. Have one right now. Listen, I'm drinking it. I uh, see a recipe here for mini keto pancake donuts. Those look pretty good. Let's eat them. Can we get somebody to bring those in? Yeah, well, you guys come to the be in the live studio audience for cooking with Ian, and you get to try everything that me and my bros make. Really? Yeah, me and the bros. Wow, studio audience. There's uh, Trent. Trent will be there. Trent. Uh-huh, Cody. Cody and Trent. Those guys said that you were going to play some ultimate with me. Is that that's, Do you know if that's still happening? Uh, you know, I think they're just being nice. Yeah, I thought so too. I was pretty sure that they didn't know me, like my name. Yeah. Well, yeah, they look at you and say, this guy, and I told him too, this guy, he doesn't go to the gym. I do not. Yeah, and so they're like, all right, why, why the fuck are we even near him? It's weird, but I, I understand the, where they're coming from. 
Well, they're beautiful men. Like you, you feel like you get it, right? I do. Right. You know, there's two kinds of people. There's the beautiful people, and there's the rest of us. Ian, you're beautiful. Thank you. You are too. Just on the inside. Let's talk about our other teams. You're just being nice. Let's talk about our other teams. I don't care what Dave says. Don't we have theme music for that? I don't remember. <laughs> do we? Well, do we? I can't remember if it did or not. Other teams. Is that it? I'm, it is now. So, two of our teams played each other this week, the Vikings and the Broncos. Brian Weeby's Broncos, Chris Poland's Vikings. What did, what happened, guys? Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> I the Vikings I lost, I think, 23-20. Uh, to 20. Wow, that's a close one. Yeah. I Peyton did Manning, not watch. Peyton Manning and his robot neck are 4-0. TJ Ward got busted for something recently, DUI or something. Being a badass elsewhere is what he got busted for. <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson, how do you look, Chris Pullen? I don't know. I was watching the game with you. That's right. That you, you, uh, you know, I did see a highlight of that. He did uh, rip off like a big-ass touchdown run. Woo! We said Ball's really good. He grabbed a random child from the audience and hit him. <laughs> just beat the fuck out of him. Ian, did he you... He really flipped the switch. Oh. oh! Ian, do you... What is your team? I think it's the Eagles. Ooh, what happened with them? It looks like they lost. Yes, they don't seem very good. My team's Dude, the Washington. Washington. Oh, God. Kirk Cousins. Going ham. Kirk Cousins. Me and Brian Weeby watched Kirk Cousins beat our team in person. It was terrible. Yeah, go to a game this year. The, yeah, we story, the storied NFL debut of Kirk Cousins. Was that what we saw? Mm-hmm. Wow. What's um? We should go to a game this year. I agree. Got to figure it out. They're like out of it and tickets for like fifteen bucks. Beautiful. I think it's now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go to the next home game. I think any from now on should be fine. Uh, my team, the Niners, is worse than the Browns, honestly. They're one of the few teams that are worse than the Browns. Wow. They're one and three as well. Call the ambulance. They're worse than the Browns. <laughs> yeah, good thing. They're going to resuscitate the 49ers. <laughs> Ian, it's the tweet of the week. Cue that shit up. Two tweets this week are Bernie Kosar tweet of the week from right at the end of the Browns game at Bernie Kosar QB is just simply OMG. He's a wise man. He might have even been like choking or something, I feel like. Yeah, it means old man gurgle. Old man gurgle. Gurgle, he was choking. The other tweet of the week comes from one of my favorite accounts, Fake Jimmy Haslam at Fake Haslam from right at the end of the game as well. 60 minutes came on right after the game, and it's looking pretty lightly that cars will drive themselves before the Browns make the playoffs. But the real question is, Fake Jimmy Haslam, will they uh, be ripped off on the gas? Ooh. Do you know, I was listening to the Browns post-game show. I like to do that every once in a while from the Cleveland radio. It's like I hear drunk guys call up and yell at the Browns. I find it very cathartic. 
And they're now Pilot Flying J is listed as the official travel plaza of the Cleveland Browns. Finally. Mm. I mean, if that isn't an inside job, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. Uh jeez. Well, Ravens next week, surprisingly, they're also one and three and seem pretty terrible. What do you guys think? I have a sidebar thought real quick. What if they change the name of the Browns to the Flying Jays? Would you still be a Flying Jays fan? Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ravens next week? I don't know. I uh, Honestly, I'm going to – I think the Ravens will win, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh. Chris Boland? I don't know. I think anything could happen, and I'm kind of excited about it because it's a divisional game, and, you know, yeah. it's all crazy. Yeah. It's like a full moon. It is kind of like the full moon of football, right? Yeah. Redskins can beat the Eagles. You have no idea what will happen. Ian? Uh, they'll lose probably by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably yeah. what will happen, though, yeah. Ian's right. I think the offense is playing over their heads. I think the defense is probably about what they are. So that's not a great combination. Yeah, you know, at some point, I feel like at some point you're just waiting for this offense to kind of come back down to its level. Yeah, and at which point it's going to be real. Shitsville. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll be back here to talk about it, America, though we are adding on to the studio because Ian is getting swole. Beef, 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 brah. <laughs> Join us. Uh, I believe that we're shooting for a November debut for Cooking with Ian. Be sure to check that out. What food. about the interesting Browns of Browns history? I deleted that. I think it's oh. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Max Beanie. Well, Max Speedy might come up at another point. Well, uh, yeah. Now I want to know about Max Speedy. <laughs> you want to know about Max Speedy? Yeah. It's, am I going to have to read this now? Come on. No, I'll give you the breakdown here in a minute, but I need to let, let it load so I remember all of his accomplishments. We got a new segment on the show, Interesting Browns. <laughs> Browns history. <laughs> Matt Curtis Speedy, Brian Weeby, born January 12, 1920, died March 5th, 1993, was a football end. So played football so long ago, the motherfucker was just an end. Mm. He's uh, 6'3", 203, went to college <laughs> at Utah, drafted in the 15th round of the NFL draft in 1942 with the 135th pick. But motherfucker was all pro six times, all right? Wow. Two-time Pro Bowl selection, what we really call lunch bucket meat and potatoes kind of player. Mm. And because I'm not really sure what an end actually did, it appears that he also has a lot of receiving yards and touchdowns, which is a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. He 7,006 career yards, pretty good, and 45 touchdowns. And a member of the very high uh, company of the NFL 1940s All-Decade Team. Did he fight in the war? Um, Wait, I, I checked out for like two minutes. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Max Speedy. This is great radio. You're missing it. Max Speedy 
uh, did fight in the war, Chris Poland. Good for him. He excelled at track and football before entering the military in World War II in 1942. Joined the Browns in 46 after his service. And just seemed to be kind of swimming in it from the looks of it. The, one other thing besides fighting the war, a motherfucker overcame Perthes disease as a child. Uh, is that where he has a really bad lisp and can't say Percy? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is good, but it's a condition where growth or loss of bone mass in the hip joint affects blood supply to the area. Oh, man. Could get a, couldn't be Chubb, I don't think. Yep, no Chubb. Chubb I'm, just, I'm just amazed that it seems as though his real name was Max Speedy. Max Speedy is his name. Like It's incredible. That's why he is our first interesting Browns of interesting history. He also played for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which also sounds like the name of a gay troop, maybe, from Saskatchewan, and the BC Lions. <laughs> so a little CFL action. The BC what? Lions. Ooh. He's quoted in Wikipedia before we close here on Max Beattie, a tall and quick runner whose awkward gait helped him deceive defenders and get open. Well, that's probably because of that childhood disease, right? Yeah, he had uh, lost his bone mass. I'm not sure what an end is still. I guess they were a receiver. Who the hell are the Miami Seahawks? This is crazy. Anyway, Max Speedy, what a name. We'll be back here next week. I want to thank Ian, Chris, and Brian for joining me. Thank you. Always a pleasure. I enjoyed my time here with you fellas. And we're ex I'm excited to eat pierogi. I'm going to see a couple of you guys this weekend, huh? Yeah. You'll be there, Chris? Yeah. Nice. Probably be making stupid videos about stuff. Yeah, yeah it sounds dumb. <laughs> stupid things are dumb. Well, you can find us on Twitter at 6Bs and a P. That's number 6, letter B, number 1, letter P. On Facebook by searching 6Bs and a P. We just posted a great article on there about... The 41 times the Browns have lost in the last second. Good God. 42 after Sunday. And we'll be back here next week. Thanks to AquamerLegion.com, your one source for reports for hosting us. Go Browns! Go! Ready, ready. Max B.